we're in the middle of our series, the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you missed any of our series, you can go back to YouTube and watch, uh, watch back. I went back and watched a couple of episodes. I think it is true. You know, the camera does put 20 kilos on you. I'm watching, I'm, man, the camera makes me look bigger than what I am. But anyway, that's what I'm thinking. Um, anyway, um, I was thinking back in the days, like um, when I was uh, just about four or five years old, I used to dress up as Superman all the time. Anybody else used to dress up as Superman? Growing up, any Superman fans out there? Is, is, is anyone, does anyone still dress up as Superman? Just wondering. Just one at the back, yeah. That's, that's cool. And so um, when I was a kid, I would, I, would, um, I would put together my makeshift Superman outfit. And I'll put it in the, in the closet, uh, in a hallway. We had a closet in the hallway. Uh, I'm going to call it a cupboard. I'm going to call it, we had a hallway cupboard. So I'm coming out of the cupboard. Anyway, so we had this, <laughs> this hallway cupboard. And I, I would... And I would like, uh, I was, you know, so I, for my, my trousers, I had these kind of green, kind of like um, tracksuit pants made of the same material, those Adidas tracksuit pants. Had a hole, had a hole in, the, in the knee. I remember that as a four-year-old. I had hand-me-downs. I had, I had older sisters. And sometimes, sometimes those dresses didn't fit me properly. Um, just when you have older sisters. No, just kidding. I didn't really know that. So, and so I had, the, um, I had this green track pants. And then I had this uh, cowboy T-shirt with... Um, that was printed on. It was like my favorite T-shirt. That was my Superman top. And then remember those uh, flannel nappies back in the days before you had disposable. Uh, so I grabbed one of those and I want to hide it inside the closet, inside the cupboard, the hallway cupboard. So I would run into the cupboard and I quickly get changed, tie up this this thing, and then I to top off my outfit, I put my underwear on the outside. <laughs> and I and I burst out of the hallway cupboard and I was Superman, Superman. And, and honestly, I'll be like this mild-mannered toddler walking down the hallway, and I'll shoot into the, this hallway cupboard, and out comes Superman. I was, when I, I felt like I was, I, was, I was brave, I was strong, I was Superman. This is who I was. In fact, we found this, this old photo of me dressed up as Superman. Would you like to see this old photo? And please don't get, don't get too overwhelmed with the cuteness of this photo. So here it is, this old photo of me when I was Superman. <laughs> So uh, that's a long time ago, and I uh, managed to find them. So glad we still have that as Superman. Oh, you can, you, this is obviously an old photo because I've got hair. Okay. So, so there, we, there we have it. Thanks. We can go back to Colossians' picture now. <laughs> but, so, but here's the thing. For some of us here, we, we, we kind of look at ourselves, and, and, and we feel who I am right now, and the way I see myself, we see ourselves in a negative point of view, like, the reason why I'm stuck in the, in the way that I am is because of the way I've been brought up. Or, or I can't break this habit because you don't know where I'm being, where, where, what I've been through. You don't, know, you don't know my history. You don't know my past. And, and, and so we have this kind of negative view of ourselves. I never can achieve. I'll never get breakthrough. I'll, I'll never succeed in anything. But the good news is this, is, is, that, is that you get to choose how you step into your future. And that's the truth. The truth is you can choose how to step into your future today. Yeah. And that is true because we have this view that I can't change. But here's the thing. You can change. You don't have to be a slave to your past. When we quit reliving the hurts, quit um, um, dwelling on our mistakes, we begin to see that this is a new day. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's, uh, we need to walk with people. But the truth is, in fact, what's good news for all of us is that the sun will come out again and we can step into a new future. Um, what's really interesting is you've got to take off the old before you've got to put on the new. 
You've got to take off the old before you can put on the new. If you're looking for a title for today, that's the title. Um, I never had a title until now. I'm saying that. So the title is, you've got to take off the old before you put on the new. So Colossians chapter 3, it has a lot to say about this. So let's get into Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If then, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. Set your minds on things that are above. And here's the thing, because, because what you focus on, you tend to head towards. What you focus on, we tend to head towards. If, you're, if, you're, if you ever walk along a rope bridge a, a, across a canyon and you're walking with a guide, and if the guide notices that you are nervous, the guide will say to you, don't look down, look ahead. Don't look down, look ahead. Why? Because we tend to head to, towards what we're focused on. We're going to keep looking forward. We're going to keep Moving forward. So here's a, here's a question. What is your focus right now? What are you focusing on? What has your attention? Because whatever you focus on, you head towards. So the Apostle Paul says this, set your focus on the one who is above and not on what is below. Um, set your focus on the one who is the author and perfecter of your story. Verse 3. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, who is your life appears, then you will also appear with them in glory. And here's the truth. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. He is returning. That's the truth. And when, and when Jesus returned, we will share in Christ's glory. That's our future. Our future is with Jesus here on earth. When Jesus returns... We share in His glory. That's our future. And once you realize that, then what the, earth, what the world offers, it's just like chasing after shadows. It's like chasing the wind. Seek what is above and live free of the trappings of this world. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for less. Verse 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. See, now Paul, the Apostle Paul, he's, he's, concern, he's concerned about two areas in our life that we need to put to death. Two main areas. The first area is sexual sin. And the second area is sins of speech. These are the two areas that we need to put to death. And this was rampant in the church and rampant in the society of Colossae. And, and, and when we look at this, it's actually rampant in our society today. Both alike inflict serious damage, not only on the one who commits it, but also the people who are close to us. And, and it's, in fact, we hurt the people who are the most closest to us quite often. So what is sexual sin? Well, sexual sin is any kind of anything outside of marriage. So anything sexual is protected within the confines of marriage between one man and one woman. Everything outside of that, he calls it idolatry. He calls it idolatry. Sexual fantasies, in other words, are off limits to Christians. 
not simply because of the, act- the actions that may, pro- that, we- that may produce us to head down in this direction, but because they in themselves are a way of worshipping a false god. What are you putting your allegiance to? Who are you putting your allegiance to? And so the Apostle Paul says, any kind of sexual thing outside of marriage is idolatry. It's like, what are you worshipping? What has your attention? What has your allegiance to? So the Apostle Paul says, put this to death. Sexual misbehavior can tear a community apart. And so can malicious and abusive speaking. So a church with no sexual sin, but which is full of malicious gossip, has only swapped one evil for another. Because here's the thing, you know, oh, oh, well done, church, well done, people. This is what the Apostle Paul is saying. Oh, Greg, you're doing a good job. You've got the sexual integrity thing down lock. Well done. But you're tearing each other with speech behind each other's back. You're just trading one evil for another. So Paul is saying, don't just put it away. Put it to death. Kill it off in your life. If you don't, it will continue to show its ugly head. It's kind of like getting rid of a spider web in your house. There's a spider web. So what do you do? You get rid of the spider web. Come back the next day, there's another spider web. So you get rid of the spider web again. And all you're getting rid of the problem, but you're more than that. You're just getting rid of the symptoms. What do you got to do? You got to get rid of the spider. You got to put, you got to put it to death. And, uh, well, for those who don't like putting spiders to death, release it out into the wild. Go forth. Chuck it over the fence on the neighbor's side. <laughs> Go forth and spread your webs. <laughs> or get the vacuum cleaner out and... <laughs> anyway. Verse 9. Verse 9. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of the Creator. You know, we must stop trying to convince ourselves that what we're doing is not bad. Oh, I'm not hurting anyone. It's, a, it's only me. It's, a, it's okay. You're not only lying to those around you, you're lying to yourself. The, the key to a new life, Paul says, is like taking off your old garments and putting on Christ. Taking things off. Putting off these things. So here I am today. I see I'm, I'm no longer putting on Superman. I don't put Superman on anymore. I'm putting on Christ. That's what I put on. I put on Christ. And with Christ gives me freedom. With, with Christ gives me, uh, gives me confidence. It's kind of like a uniform or gang colors. right? When you see a uniform, you know who, who they represent. If you see gang colors, you know who, where their allegiance lie. So the Apostle Paul says, when, when people look at you, can they tell by the way they look at you through your behavior and how you treat others and, and how you talk about other people? Can they tell where your allegiance lie? Or when they look at you, you look like you look no different to everyone else who's in the world. Because you've got to take off the old before you can put on the new. Where does your allegiance lie? Because when we put on the mind of Christ, that's when we discover what it means to be a genuine human being, to be able to see clearly and understand deep, the deeper issues that's involved behind sexual sin and, and, and sin of speech. See, being a Christian means to think harder. And not, to, and not to leave your, your brain at the door when it comes to new experiences or urges. The next time you're about to experience something or you feel an urge to do something, as believers, we've got to think deeply about it. Don't just leave your brain at the door. Think deeply about it. Put the mind of Christ on. Is this of God? What I'm about to do, put the mind, you know, I need to put the mind of Christ on me always. 
and to think deeply about what I'm about to do and the, and the consequences of these things. To be a follower of Jesus means don't put, leave your brain at the door. Think deeply about everything you do. Verse 11. Here there is no Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. But Christ is all and in all. Love this verse. This verse, this verse doesn't mean that there's no, oh, look, there's no more ethnic groups anymore. We don't, we're, we're, no longer, um, we're no longer Maori. We're no longer Cook Island. We're no longer, it doesn't mean any of that. What it means is that everyone is welcomed into God's kingdom. That's what it means. And it means that as believers, we welcome everyone, and regardless of background, regardless of color of skin, regardless of, of, of um, the way they appear, we welcome them in, in Christ. And that's why he goes on to verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen one. I love this. Originally, God chose the nation of Israel to be his people. But now, through Christ, we have been welcomed in as part of God's kingdom. Put on then as God's chosen one. This is so we could take off these garments, take the, these, put the old off, the ways that we used to think and the way we used to treat others, and let's put on Christ. And what does it look like? Holy and beloved. When we put on, when we put on Christ, then I am holy, I've been set apart. The Holy Spirit dwells within me. And I'm beloved, I'm loved by God. And some of you just need to know this truth. You are loved by God. And you've got to put on compassionate hearts. To be compassionate with people, even though they annoy you and they, and they do all these things. I'm putting on this compassionate, I'm putting compassion on, I'm putting kindness on, I'm putting humility on, I'm putting meekness and patience on, I'm, I'm bearing with one another. And if one has complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. This is what it means to put on Christ. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. It's love that binds all this together. We take off the new and we put on Christ and it's, and it's love that binds it and holds it together. See, Paul, Paul gives us another list there. It's, it's a contrast list to verse 5 to 9, right? This is what it looks like when we put on Christ. But some people look at, at this and go, oh God, he's just a party pooper. He wants to steal my fun. Like, uh, man, I, I've got freedom to do whatever I want. I've, you know, he just wants to rob me of my sexual freedom. I can sleep with whoever I want. I can, uh, you know, and I've got the right to sleep around. I've got the right to cheat on whoever I want to cheat on. Uh, I can do whatever I want with my speech. I can speak hateful things. If you don't believe what I believe, then if therefore I hate you. Uh, I've got the right to say that. I'm, I've got the right to talk about you behind your back. Yes, you have the right to do all that stuff. But if you're honest with yourself, that's not freedom. It's a trap. Momentary pleasure doesn't last. All that we're left with are broken relationships on all levels. All levels. Nor are the people that Paul is describing in this section a bunch of weak-willed, wimpish people. Like, oh, these Christians, they're just kind of weak-willed. They're just kind of like, they can't even think for themselves. Not at all. Have you ever seriously tried to forgive someone? Who has wronged you? Have you ever tried to forgive someone who's wronged you? It's not easy. Have you ever seriously tried to be compassionate and patient? Have you ever tried to let Christ's peace, Christ's words, Christ's name be a reality around you in, in the order of your life? 
Because if you have, you know it's not easy. When we become followers of Jesus, we've got to think. We don't leave our brain at the door. But we've got to think through these things, every action I do, everything I say, and keep it accountable for God to put the mind of Christ on. Verse 15, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed we are called to be, to be in one body. And be thankful, and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. See, Paul, the Apostle Paul, as we've been going through the book of Colossians for the last two weeks, Paul draws this picture together again and again, as he always does, he, he draws us back to Jesus. Draws us back to Jesus. Because well, it's Jesus who gives us the energy to forgive. He gives us the energy to be compassionate. See, Jesus is to be the decider in all your deliberations. Jesus is to be the decider of all your de deliberations. And to quote another preacher, let Jesus wear the crown and not your emotions. Let Jesus wear the crown and not your anger. Let Jesus wear the crown and not your unforgiveness. Let Jesus wear the crown and not your bitterness. So what does this mean for us? It means if, if you want to have a lasting change in your life, you have to start with the way you think. You've got to start up with this so that you honor God through the things you think through the things you let inside your mind. What do you let inside your mind? Right? Don't just leave it. If, you leave it we'll, if we leave our brains at the door, then we just let anything come in. See, there's a putting off and there's a putting on. See, your, your health really comes down to putting off the things that you know that you shouldn't be doing and putting on the things you know that's going to strengthen your body. Likewise, stop putting negative, hurtful things into your mind. And start watching and listening to things that edify Jesus and make you more like Him. In the renewal of your mind, you've got to take off the old before you can put on the new. And here's some things for you to ponder. What old things do you need to take out of your life, mind or body? What old things do you need to take out of your life? What are the things you need to stop doing? In fact, I, I, I don't need to tell you what you need to stop doing. You already know. You already know what you need to stop doing. What do you need to take off? What, what things are leading you down a path? If you keep focusing on, you're going to head towards it. What new things do you need to fill your mind and body with? What new things do you need to fill your mind and bodies with? What are the new habits you need to develop in order to do that? Maybe for you, you need to get connected to a connect group. Maybe for you, you need to, you need to, um, you need to start reading scripture. Or maybe find someone to keep you accountable to read scripture together with. In what ways are you desiring to be more like God? So when people look at you, they know exactly where your allegiance stand. But here's the thing. You don't have to do this journey alone. Paul's writing this letter to the church of Colossae. He's writing this letter 
to a community. He's writing it to a community, to a community of believers, which means we are better together. See, when I used to play rugby back in the days, and then and so then I, so when you play, you're on the field, you're playing rugby, you get dirty, right? If you're clean, that means you haven't been doing any work on the fields. Normally, it was the people in the back line. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, and so after the game, you're gonna take the jersey off because it's all dirty. You know, it's it's when you put the jersey on, it's you can squeeze it on. Taking the jersey off, it's an, it's you're like. Trying to peel this thing off. It's amazing how tight these things are. Back in the old days, it was nice and baggy. These days, you know, they're trying to make us look like All Blacks. <laughs> so sometimes you actually, it makes you kind of like, oh, maybe I need to tuck in when I'm wearing this jersey. So you kind of take this jersey off, and you end up like there. And you're like, how am I supposed to take this? You walk around like, how do I take this jersey off? <laughs> you know, you're kind of stuck like this. Because it's, it's just, because, you know, you're stuck there. But this is what I don't do. This is what I don't do. Um, oh, well, I can't get my jersey off. I'll just put it back on again. I'll just get my clean clothes and put it over the top. <laughs> I don't do that, right? Because here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to feel yucky. I'm going to feel that. And not only that, I might look clean on the outside or my shirt looks clean, but I know I'm dirty on the inside. I've got to get that dirty jersey off. That's what I've got to do. Because you've got to take off the old before you get to put on the new. And, and that's why we are better together. Because all I need to do is go to my teammate, hey, bro, <laughs> could you take off my... And it gets kind of awkward when he's standing there like that too. <laughs> and, 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 and then you've got the whole team standing in there like this. Maybe we should have coordinated this better. <laughs> you know? And so I'm there. And then, you know, what does he do? He goes, he, he helps me to get free. Not only that, I help him to get free as well. And that's why we're better together. And the reason why you're struggling in your sin is because of pride. Or maybe for you, it's embarrassment while people find out. Or maybe for you, it's because you don't want to look weak in front of other people. So you struggle in your sin alone and you never get free. You just got to get, you just put a clean shirt over the top. And you walk around feeling yucky. And you walk around feeling guilty. And you walk around feeling hopeless. You may look clean on the, on the altar, but you know. You know you need to get this dirty thing off. That's why James says in, in, in chapter 5, Confess your sins to each other so that you may be healed. We need each other. We need each other. Because this list that the Apostle Paul describes... You can, let's be honest, we can't do this on our own. We need each other. We're better together. We need each other. We've got to bear one another's burdens and help them get that dirty jersey off. Here's the thing. You can step into your purpose today. You don't have to do this alone. Find someone that you trust. Find someone they can walk with you. We are, a, we are a community of believers who are better together. You don't have to be a slave to sin anymore. It's time to put on the mind of Christ. It's time to take off the old before you put on the new.
Come on, let us pray.